Now, in recent years, China has become the largest single trading partner and key investor for the African region. In 2010, the Chinese State Council published its first China-Africa Economic and Trade Cooperation White Paper, which significantly contributed to a deeper understanding of the motives and mechanisms driving the China-Africa economic relations. It also suggests that the Chinese government is increasingly willing to share trade and investment data. The white paper provided a general overview of Chinese economic cooperation with Africa from 1950 until 2009, focusing on progress since the first forum on China-Africa cooperation held in Beijing in 2000. Hello, this is China Africa Talk. I'm your host, Bridget Mutambirwa. And in this episode, my guests and I look at Chinese investment in Africa. We will take a look at the extent, the benefits, the concerns and solutions. And in the first segment of this topic, joining me online from Kenya is Dr. Elijah Muni, a senior research fellow on China-Africa relations with USIU. Dr. Muni, it's great to have you on the program. Thank you very much for having me, Bridget. Great. Let's begin with China has a big financial source, has been a big financial source of Africa's development endeavors um, after billions of dollars were actually pledged for Africa at the FOCAC Beijing Summit in September 2018. Now, perhaps uh, the frequently asked question here, what are Africa's expectations from these investments in Africa? Where are we now? Thank you very much, uh, Bridget, for the question. Uh, to start with, let, let me just um, explain, set the scene a little bit in terms of how big the Chinese investment is. Sure. Uh, so the total investments to the, the total investments in Africa right now are at about eighty-three billion, mm-hmm. uh, which is a very sharp increase from what it was about uh, twenty or about 30, 30, 30 to forty billion uh, in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. So there's a really uh, sharp increase. China accounts for about four billion, which which then would be about, if we say the average is usually about forty billion uh, annually, uh, so it's about ten percent uh, of of, uh, of investments in Africa. Now that is really significant uh, because it's the biggest by far, ten uh, percent, mm. the biggest single bilateral investor. Sure. Uh, so that's very significant. However, uh, in terms of the stock value, uh, China is really very still very low still. Okay. Because still the biggest the biggest stock investors in terms of how much uh, other countries have invested in Africa is much much more. The United Kingdom is leading, okay. possibly due to very to longer um, relations. Now the way you ask the question, I think, is important because okay. that there, there tends to conflate those two things very often in terms of the grants and debts mm. and FDI. When it comes to FDI, it's a, it's, a, it's a little bit different. So the fund, for example, the fund that, uh, that China announced possibly is, is, uh, is domicile at the African Development Bank. Okay. And it's up to the countries to actually take it up. So the, the take up is less than probably what China has given. And in terms of the disparity between debt and FDI, there's, there's quite a stack, uh, mm. huge difference. In addition to the point that you just mentioned on investment, perhaps how are investment promotion agencies in Africa mm. cooperating to meet the needs of Chinese investors? Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of action. Um, okay. The biggest one, which is very uh, quintessentially Chinese, is the special economic zone. So a okay. lot of countries have set this up and they're still setting up. Uh, Egypt has been leading on this and they are functioning. 
uh, Kenya has followed almost every African country now has these special economic zones and there's a lot of there's a lot of um, appetite for them the special economic zones are not usually geared towards only uh, Chinese investment okay. partly because the most of the special economic zones which are sort of Chinese inspired are used for uh, producing export goods which are often exported to Europe and the United States under special economic trading um, arrangements. Mm, okay. uh, the other issue is the mapping up of uh, the, the mapping of, of key sectors for investment from China. Mm -hmm. So textiles is one of them. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of appetite for 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 flying geese of textiles, nature shoes. So light light uh, manufacturing industries like textile and shoes, which it's thought they should be moving from China and maybe Vietnam to places like Africa, um, textiles, mining, and and food processing are they the biggest. Um, I'd like to know from you, Dr. Mingyi, since the establishment of the Forum on China-Africa Cooperation more than 20 years ago, and the recent Belt and Road Initiative for International Cooperation, China has become a great driving force for Africa's development. Now, as a recipient, what incentives does Africa offer foreign investors? A lot of in incentives. Uh, the biggest one now is the population and the anticipated demographic growth. So okay. Africa is going to have, the, I think, 3 billion people in, in the next 100 years. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, we are in Africa, we are slightly more than China. I think right. we're at 1.25 billion. So it's a big domestic market. And that big domestic market has been complemented now by the recently established African continental free trade area. Meaning, if you're a Chinese investor um, in, in South Africa or in Ethiopia, you can... Mm -hmm in another 10, 10 years or even starting now, you're able to export uh, tax-free to any African country. So you can take advantage of that um, of that uh, big market. Mm. And actually, when you see at many uh, Chinese companies in Africa, um, in, in things like furniture, right. it's actually not for export. It's it's actually for domestic consumption. Mm -hmm. um, and there's, there's, I think China has a big advantage because it's, its brand is now well known in terms of price advantage. So there's a big advantage. The other one would be, of course, the cheaper wages. Uh, we okay. all know that now wages in China have uh, gone up. So African countries would have a surplus of, of, of labor and, um, and and cheaper labor than probably you would find, find now in places like China, India, Bangladesh, and, and Vietnam. So we, mm. we, we still have a slight um, wage advantage. Okay. We also know that Chinese companies are also encouraged to make at least 10 billion of investment in Africa. Now, what do investors need to keep in mind when it comes to executing large-scale projects in Africa? I think the biggest issue is the brand. China needs to think about the brand uh, that it presents to African countries. Why are they coming here? If they are seen to be coming to compete with domestic companies, that could present a problem. If they're seen to be coming to essentially create jobs for export, that's very attractive. Okay. So I think the framing of the objectives of investment is really important. Okay. And primarily, investment for exports to China. I think the challenge for China is how well does it convince and persuade African countries that it's doing as much to encourage exportation China. The other issue would be, for example, on the question of mining, how much of the value addition is done here? Or is China doing the traditional European style sort of raw material importation and then they do the value addition there? Mm. 
So it's everybody's responsibility. I think China also needs to think a little bit about any trade incentivizing agreements, uh, okay. something like the Agoas and such. Dr. Munyi, thank you for sharing those wonderful insights with us. Listeners, please join us again after the short break, where we will be joined by our second guest from China. Stay tuned. Ever wondered what's actually going on in Africa through the perspective of an African? How are things really going between China and Africa? What's the narrative of this relationship? Well, get a perspective with China-Africa talk. Hear from African diplomats, entrepreneurs, academics, Chinese natives, and more. Get an hour wavelength every week to find out what's real with China-Africa talk. Find us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and more. We'll see you there. Listeners, welcome to the second segment of our program. As I mentioned earlier, we are now joined by our other guest, Professor Zhang Xiaowen. She's an associate professor at the School of Economics and Management at the Zhejiang Normal University China-Africa International Business School. Professor Zhang, thank you for joining us today. Hello, Bridget. Thank you for having me. Great. Now, what do we need to understand about Chinese investment promotion in Africa so far? Okay, thank you, Bridget. Uh, yes, China's investment promotion in Africa has been a significant topic of discussion in recent years. So Chinese investment in Africa has been increasing rapidly in recent years. Okay. During 2010 to 2020, every year China's FDI flows are between 2.5 billion mm-hmm. to 5.5 billion US dollar. Right. And the FDI stocks also reached to 43.3 billion US dollar at the end of 2020. But actually, China is a later comer to Africa market, I mean, in terms of the investment. Okay. But China is the fast growing outward FDI countries in Africa country. So you can see the majority of Chinese investment in Africa has focused on infrastructure projects like oh. roads, railways and power plants. This year, we also see the manufacturing sector invest growing fast. Um, currently, the Chinese invest in Africa has been a significant driver of economic growth mm. in some African country, like uh, Chinese investment, uh, uh, the Ethiopia's industrial park and mm-hmm. the Dongfang Gongye Yuan, okay, and the construction of the standard gauge railway in Kenya. Mm. So these investments are driven by or conducted under the Forum on China-Africa Cooperation, so we call the FOCAC. And now we also have Belt and Road Initiative. These frameworks okay, provide the platform for China and Africa to mm. discuss investment opportunities and ways to promote economic cooperation. So I think these are a few things that are important to understand about China, Chinese investment promotion in Africa. But when we look at the current state of China-Africa investment relationship, what are the stereotypes though of investment? What are some of the details that we're missing? Oh yeah, I heard a lot about this. Mm. And uh, those stereotypes and uh, the misconception, or we call it uh, about the China-Africa investment relations, right. is obscure the details of the actual investment dynamics. Mm. So someone then, they will think China's investment in Africa is primarily focused on the natural resource. Right. But the reality is, yes, natural resource remain the important component of China's investment. But the Chinese investments are also increasingly diversified into other sectors like infrastructure, manufacturing, technology, 
or financial service. Also because they think China's invest in Africa is primarily focused on the natural resource, then they will think Chinese investment in Africa is sometimes considered predictory. Right. And, but the reality is, you know, there has been concerns about the social and the environmental impact of some Chinese investment projects in Africa. Mm-hmm. But it's also important to recognize that Chinese investment has also played a significant role in promotion, economic growth, and the development in Africa. Another stigma is that the Chinese investment in Africa is a form of neoclinism. Yeah. But the reality is China's investment in Africa is driven by its own economic interest. Mm-hmm. We are not aimed at creating a new colonial empire in Africa. Mm-hmm. And additionally, like African countries has agency, they, they can decide which investment project to accept and how to structure their relationship. So we always say win-win situation and the mutual benefits and we also did like this way mm-hmm. and but the, the last ones i want to add is one thing that chinese investment in africa is a one-way strict but the, the reality is that african countries they are also investing in africa uh, in, china, in china and also seeking to build economic partnership with africa mm-hmm. not only for investment but in terms of the uh, international trade and we can see that uh, this year's China encouraged import from African countries by reducing the tariff and also introduce some other measures. So I want to say it's quite important to look beyond these stereotypes mm-hmm. and to examine the actual details of the China-Africa investment relationship. Thank you, Professor, for yeah. debunking some of those stereotypes. You mentioned just now diversity, and I'd like to know from you, perhaps how does China invest in African countries, considering how diverse the African continent is? What has been the trend or the criteria since 2018 FOCAC, perhaps, up till now? Okay, yeah. China's investment in African countries is diverse, but it takes many forms, so mainly depending on the Um, specific needs and uh, priorities of uh, uh, each country. Uh I think it's to meet uh, China's needs and at the same time to meet African countries' needs. And like the manufacturing, the Chinese company uh, has also invested heavily in manufacturing in Africa. So this is aimed at taking advantage of Africa's relatively low labor cost and developing the country's manufacturing base. Mm-hmm. At the same time, Chinese companies, they have also invested in service in Africa, mm-hmm. such as telecommunication, banking, and tourism. So this is aimed at uh, supporting Africa's economic development and meeting the growing demand for service in the continent. So since 2018 for CAC, there's been a growing emphasis on promoting sustainable and high-quality investment in Africa. Right. So ma- no matter the 2018 for CAC, we have the eight major initiative or the 2021 for CAC nine programs. And China has emphasized the importance of win-win cooperation and the mutual benefits and respect for local conditions and the priorities of African countries. Okay. Win-win yeah. and mutual benefits. 
Since the establishment of the Forum on China-Africa Cooperation and Belt and Road Initiative for International Cooperation, China has become a great uh, driving force for Africa's development. But what have been the gains between China and Africa in the partnership of investments? So I've just mentioned win-win, mutual benefits. Yeah. What have yeah, been yeah, the gains? Yeah, yeah, yeah. De- definitely the, the partnership between um, China and Africa in investment promotion has uh, led to uh, several gains over the past two decades for both sides. Okay, okay. Not only Africa, but also for China. Okay, since the establishment of Forkak in 2000, Chinese investment in Africa has grown very rapidly, like um, and investing in a wide range of sectors. So once I mentioned, like infrastructure, played a very significant role in the promoting infrastructure development, right. so including the construction of ports, railways, and highways. So this has helped to connect previously isolated regions and improve access to the market, service, and also job. Then second, I think it's increased access to finance. Chinese investment in Africa has also helped to increase access to finance for African countries. And okay. for example, the China Development Bank and the uh, Export-Import Bank of China, they have provided significant financing for infrastructure projects in Africa. And then another thing that I want to say is it sure. will be technology transfer. All right. Okay, especially in recent years. The Chinese investment in Africa has also facilitated technology transfer with Chinese companies bring new technologies and the production methods uh, to African country. So this also help, has helped to promote innovation and improve productive uh, in African countries. At the same time, the Chinese investment in Africa has led to the creation of new jobs. Okay. And I think this is quite important uh, to the African countries. So both through the direct employment in Chinese company or through the ripple effects of investment projects on the local economy. So I think the partnership between China and Africa in investment promotion has also seen an example mm-hmm. of South South cooperation mm-hmm. with China offering a new model of development that is distinct from the traditional Western donor recipient relationship mm-hmm. and this has helped to promote a greater um, cooperation between developing country and also reduce the reliance on developed countries for the aid and for the investment. So let's talk about the companies here, Chinese companies. Now, mm. according to the details with regards to the investment promotion program, Chinese companies are also encouraged to make at least 10 billion of investment in Africa, which is a lot of money um, in the next three mm. years. Could you give us yeah. an idea of the kind of Chinese companies we are talking about here? Are they SMEs or SOEs? And in which areas of the African economy do you see significant opportunities for them to invest in? Okay, yeah. Um, I think it will be a mix of both SOEs and the private companies. Okay. And once actually I want to mention like uh, currently uh, the 70% of the companies that invest in African country, they are private companies. Okay. 70%. 70. Yeah. So, um, so it will be the SOEs and we also will have the private companies and the region in size from the larger multinational corporations and even to the small and medium sized enterprise. In terms of the area, of uh, Africa economy with significant investment opportunities. Um, I think one still is infrastructure mm-hmm. uh-huh. because the Africa still has a um, significant infrastructure gap. 
Then next, I think it will be the manufacturing, particularly in the sector such as like electronics mm-hmm. and automobiles and the textiles. Mm-hmm. Um, then agriculture, okay. because agriculture is a key sector, uh, no matter in Africa countries and even for China, it's very, very important. So China has been promoting agriculture technology cooperations with African countries to improve the agricultural productivities. Then a new trend I found it will be the renewable energy. Okay, okay. So this is a growing demand for the renewable energy in African country. And and the Chinese investors, they have already made a significant investment in these sectors. But there's still potential for future investment in renewable energy projects mm-hmm. like uh, um, solar, wind, also like uh, hydroelectronic power. Okay. And the last, but the, not the least things I want to say, it will be digital economy sector. Digital, okay. Like the, yeah, like the 5G, like the cloud computing, and the, even now that we already see the cross-border e-commerce, mm-hmm. right? It's a huge potential in these sectors. So there are significant opportunities for Chinese investors um, to invest in Africa. You know, just now you mentioned that we have 70% of Chinese companies and they're private. Yeah, yeah, private. Yes, private. 70%. Uh, okay. All right. This will be yeah. a topic maybe for next time. But it's interesting <laughs> that you mentioned this because on the receiving end, get a sense that some of these stereotypes actually emerge in the sense that people don't these are actually private companies yeah because you know a lot of um uh, companies because the african local people know maybe uh, it's the infrastructure yes so a lot of infrastructure companies they are state-owned companies ah. so maybe they think okay you know lots of them or most of them are soes but actually 70 more than 70 are private companies ah. this probably needs to actually be clarified more when you look in the newspapers and some of these comments that come out, it'll come out as China did this, China did this, China did this in terms of the companies. But now that you actually explained, there's actually more that needs to be done in terms of enlightening people as to these are actually private companies and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on the last bit, what more can be done to improve the trade investment gap between Africa and China? Uh, there are still many things that we can do. and uh, But uh, what I want to emphasize here sure. is... Uh, the people-to-people relationship or right. the people-to-people exchange. Right. This, I think, is, is a very, very important aspect of China-Africa investment mm. because investing in Africa actually is not just about money. Mm. It's about the build, uh, the, the long-term relationship and the partnership. Mm. So people-to-people interactions such as like the cultural exchange and uh, educational programs and also tourism, I think it can help to build a mutual understanding right. and also trust between right. China and the African countries. Okay. So, yeah. Professor Zhao Xiaowen, thank you so much for sharing your insights and contributing to the topic. Fortunately, that's all the time that we have on the program. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others post it on social media or leave a rating and review. Thanks again. See you next time.